enjoyed all that bit about stuff about bacon. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. Hello. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net. I'm joined, as always, by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.dk. DK? Mm. That sounds like Denmark. It is Denmark. And... You did guess it the first time. I did. Unfortunately, we forgot to flick the switches to the right, which mm. means that we can record. We just recorded a 12-minute introduction, <laughs> which wasn't recorded. Now, Denmark. Yes, uh, let's talk about Denmark again. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to Denmark? No, I've never been to Scandinavia, except I have, uh, because I went on a fjord cruise to and Norway. I know for a fact you did set foot on... I did set foot on, on terra firma. In Norway. Okay, let's just rattle off a, a few, a couple of things about Denmark. Peter Schmeichel. Kasper Schmeichel. Dan Pack, the bacon. Bacon, generally. Brian Laudrup. Yeah. And John what, Jensen. What year did they, uh, Denmark win the European Championships? 1992, Super, we think. Yes. I'm almost certain. It's Someone fact-checked that. We've done that. Um, tomorrow, we're just whizzing through the stuff we talked about before. Yeah, bacon. Uh, I'm having pancakes with streaky bacon and maple syrup for breakfast tomorrow. Oh, now, that is a modern twist on a... Danish classic. Well, an American I, twist. I call it an American twist on a Danish classic cooked in my English kitchen. Wow. What Matt, a multicultural world we live in. Perfect. I, well, I, and then I say, well, I've got a very multicultural kitchen. Mm. Um, now, anything else about bacon? It's nice. Oh, it's delicious, isn't it? But anyway, we're not having smoked bacon. Smoked or unsmoked? Always smoked. Really? Always smoked. Uh, and Even I, when... The situation calls for unsmoked? No, even then I have smoked. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I, is dedication to smoke bacon. I can't think of a bacon situation where you have to have unsmoked. Well, if... I mean, if you're dealing with someone who's got an allergy to smoke... To smoked foods? Yeah. You're grasping at straws now. Yeah, that is. Now, the... Touching at straws. Yes. The album that we are doing is an album that heavily features the, uh, the work of one... Josh Klinghoffer. Mm, Joshua um, Klinghoffer. Joshua Adam Klinghoffer. John Anthony Anthony. Anthony. Sorry, anyway. Um, now, you're, you're thinking, oh, it must be the getaway. It must be. It's got to be. But it's not. No, it isn't. No, just like the last two episodes, we've done an album that, feature, that heavers, heavers, heavily. The, heavily features the work of Josh. We're doing another one. It's Inside of Emptiness by John Frusciante. It is indeed. Josh is all over it. Now, as you as you uh, rightly pointed out previously, now we're going to talk about the, the the kind of way that this was recorded. John was reneging against, rebelling against the situation that he'd found himself in with the Chili's at that time, which was a what they were doing was very structured. The albums were compressed and heavily engineered. John said himself that stuff was put in an ISO well, booth. Not to, men- not to forget that he also had just recorded uh, Shadows, yeah, which, which was in itself was hugely produced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now he's moving on to a different journey. Mm. He was looking for that kind of raw 60s sound, mm. and he wanted to bring the engineering and producing techniques that he felt that people had forgotten about. That's a direct quote from John Frusciante. It is. Now, it's an exclusive, is it? No, no, no. It's been widely, widely seen on the, on the internet yes. for the last fifteen years. Now, it's definitely on the song "Emptiness." He's using this this rig, but um, I've seen a lot of chat on the internet that he was he was recording this album with a sixties Les Paul mm. and, oh, and, and a, a vintage, and a, a vintage. Go on, see if you can remember a vintage Vox. A, yeah, a vintage AC thirteen. Thirteen. No, it's fifteen. Fifteen. AC fifteen. Oh. Yeah, um, and he was. He was miking it, 
so that there was a lot of mic bleed. He wasn't having the stuff in isolation booths no. like the amps were for recording chilly stuff. Um, a much imagine, more loose it must, feel. It must be wonderful to be a, an artist, or in this case, a musical artist, and just being able to say, "Oh, I'm gonna. I want to produce an album which pays homage to a particular period, and then just go and do it." Nice use of the word homage. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And John had that freedom at the time. Mm. And he's recording these albums really, really quickly as well. Very, very quickly. And you can see there's mistakes on, on some of the songs. Yeah. And they're just left on. Yeah. Because John previously, when recording Blood Sugar, said the way he'd rather do it is just to bash through it. And if you get something wrong, he gets it wrong. Mm. Even though he obviously did do multiple takes on Blood Sugar. Now, he mic'd his amps with... Oh, not this again. Yes. Honestly, I've, just, I've been through this once already. <laughs> okay, I'll just go quickly. My heart broke when, <laughs> when it wasn't recorded. The amp was mic'd with a Shure SM57. It was. A workhorse. What a mic. Yes. And what, what that allowed was, um, it wasn't an isolation booth. They actually opened the door of the isolation booth. So there's lots of signal bleed. The drums are in the room. Yeah. You get the big kind of room sound. Instead you of do. having to produce that afterwards. Now, I'm going to tell you, mm. which I told you before, mm. that the SM57 that was used to mic that amp was also used to mic the snare drum on Everlong and the album Nevermind. I'm still slightly confused by that. <laughs> okay, right, okay. There is a drum, a snare drum, called the Terminator. Yes. There's a drum doctor called Ross Garfield who rents out. You can look him up online. So is the Terminator the series of drums or the The Terminator is the specific drum. drum that has this nickname. Right. I believe. It's slightly confusing. But this individual drum mm. has been rented out to many bands mm. and it was used by Chad on some of the chimney Why can't these bands afford their own drums? I did wonder. But this, this particular snare drum has got a bit of a name for itself now. I'm assuming that Chad does own a drum kit and doesn't just rent them out. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, as we know, he eats a lot of them for breakfast. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's why he has, that's to, why rent has to rent them out. Oh, bugger, I've just eaten my last kit. But, but I think it's... It, Amazing that this one drum has been on so, like so many influential records. If it's true, it's uh, it is a, a great fact. I believe it is true. Um, I, yeah, I trust you. Now the good thing about using the Vox, which John's using on this album, is the AC15 is quite a small amp. It's a it's a one speaker 15 watt combo. It is a small amp. Yeah, and the good thing about that is you can get it cranked up. Yeah, very nice easily. And yeah, and then you get that lovely breakup which you hear on it loads of these songs yes. but think about the intro to um, to Look On that sound yeah. that's that crank sound think about um, the bit on Scratches about halfway through when it's the guitar suddenly mm. starts oh, to break up too more. wonderful we'll songs. get there we'll I'm, get there I can't wait hopefully if we ever stop doing this introduction and uh, I've got one other thing to tell you it's a, it's a GTP ah. now Les Paul has um, I may have said this before Les Paul has humbuckers on Hum, yeah, oh, hum, yes. humbucker pickups yeah. do you know why they are called humbucker pickups is it because they buck the hum that is absolutely right yes. if you've got kind of strat style or teddy style single, hum, single coil pickups you get a lot of noise yeah. a lot of hum yeah. and humbuckers were designed to literally buck the hum so yes. you've got quieter pickups so when you're playing loud when you're sticking it through a load of effects or you're cranking up your amp you don't have loads of background noise yeah, good. Very good. Yeah, I didn't know. If, I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't. Right. So, was that a guess? What, yeah. Ah, great. Um, now, shall we move on to track number one? Yes. What is it? It is what I saw. Ah. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. Let's um, let's get stuck in, shall we? Yes. 
What I Saw. That's a, yeah. a loud first song. It is. Talk it to is. me about that song, because I'd be interested to, to hear what you think about it, because we haven't discussed this. We haven't really ever spoken about this album. Well, uh, certainly not this song either. No. Okay, so what do you think about it's, that song? It's a decent song. It's by no means one of my favourite songs on the album. No, it's by no means one of my favourite John Fashante songs. No. Everything no. is pushed right into the red, isn't it? Yeah. The guitar's obviously overdriven, the vocals yeah. are blown out, the drums yeah. are blown out, yeah. the bass, you know, you can't quite... I don't mind going. I don't mind the production on it. Um, it's, it. It's fine. This isn't your granddad's John Fashante, though, is it? No, I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with you. It's got the, this album throughout has the kind of classic left-right panning, right? So no left. Yes, yeah, sorry, the right, left and right. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there's the, the main guitar is normally over in your right ear. Yes. Other stuff goes on in your left ear and kind of tends to get introduced later on in the song. Mm. But it's all mixed like that, like an old. John was saying, like, he wanted to sound like the 60s, like, it's kind of Beatles stuff is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have drawn influence on that, all the kinks, where yeah, it's kind of really hard panned over. Yeah. So if you had a speaker in one room and a speaker in another room, yes. and you were in one of the rooms, you'd only hear half of the song. I would never. <laughs> is that not how you set up your sound system? It's not, though. Oh, that, oh that's, why, that's why I never fully understand the songs. That's why you've never heard all of the instruments. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you, as we go through... I think we're going to be saying that a lot. No, really yeah, no, yeah, that's right. That's that is very true. Um, good, I, I do enjoy. It's a, a fine example of Josh's drum style. It really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah go on. Uh, well, it just seems to me that if John played that particular song to Chad, there's no way he would have come up with that 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 drum pan. No, I don't think. I think you're right. That particular chessboard yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you're right i think josh is a very unorthodox drummer he i is. think i think he definitely and is. you can hear he's an interesting hi-hat player yeah it's if a really nice hi-hat listen to the second chorus when yeah. the drums get a bit more busy yeah. the hi-hat's doing uh, not barely doing hi-hat stuff yeah the, but there's really pronounced right. he, bits of hi-hat he uses it more as just An another another yeah, another yeah, drum, drum rather than something to keep the time yeah, rather than a rhythm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Way of but there's drums. some really nice um, hi hat work at the begin. Well, probably all the way through, but I noticed it at the beginning where he just does a very pronounced open. Yeah, open and close, and it's yeah, it's great. I mean, he sound it's great drumming, and as I said, maybe on this recording or the lost introduction, it's he. You know, his style of drumming is perfect for this particular series of, ah I think on the lost introduction releases. we said he's, he's kind of a very loose drummer yeah he is loose yeah, yeah he is loose and yeah I, I I always enjoy his drumming when I listen to these albums and I, I think John did once describe him as the best drummer in the world really mm. oh I hope he didn't tell Chad well I mean he said it I think in an interview but well, I'll, I'll say now he's not the best drummer in the world no I think I think I'll, that I'll might have been Chad's a better drummer I think he probably is. He's technically a better drummer, but yeah. It's oh, yeah there's still some nice rolls in here, though. There is, yeah. Going into the second chorus, there's, there's a good, some good rolls in that. Yeah, I think, I think Josh has got it all, that's the thing. And he just, he just uh, sort of distributes his skills in a, a slightly different way. I saw um, on Twitter earlier on, somebody posted pictures of him modelling a clothesline in 2010. Did you see that? Yeah, was that him? Well, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Mm. It's like a little boy. <laughs> 
wearing some trousers. He's always he's a forty year old man, as we discussed last week. But he looks very young. He likes a long t shirt, doesn't he? He likes a long t shirt and he loves a baggy, baggy trouser. He does. I've never seen a lower crotch on a man ever. I than Josh. I can't abide that kind of thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. I yes. No. I just. <laughs> I just don't like that particular trouser design. Would you say I don't even like those jeans where the crotch is a bit low? Would you say that you're more pleased that John is back for his guitar skills, or the fact that he will wear office trousers to a gig? Listen, I think it's important that you turn up to uh, gigs looking smart. Okay, wearing a, a, a pseudo cowboy shirt, a pair of grey office slacks. Yes, absolutely. Okay, now we've drifted off topic slightly. What I saw. Overall, I think it's okay. It, it's it, it's very much a song that I'm not going to listen to over and over again. It's not my. Planet. I do like it, and actually, I knew most of the words. You so did. You were I, sat there. Singing I over. seem to have listened to it quite a lot in my life. But yeah, I know what you mean. When you think of John Frusciante songs, you do not think of that. When I think of John Frusciante but, songs, as I turn over, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but I would just like to say, uh, chocolate oranges are available, are available for all in a sense. I would just like to say that it's got a fucking kick-ass solo at the end. Ah, uh, no, I was going to say, is that a kick-ass solo or is that just a load of noise? No, it's a kick-ass solo. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is noise as well, but then... So every solo is noise. All songs are noise. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Well, no, but, but having said that, you might be right. Uh, when, when judged against the other elements of the song, it's a good, it's it a good, fits it's in. A good part the of the song. The whole song's quite aggressive and overblown and the solo is... Yeah. Well, I, I I enjoyed it when I listened to it when I was preparing for this podcast. Did Do you it? listen to it in bed? No, no, I didn't. I've uh, purchased some new headphones. I may have mentioned this last week. Ah, They've now arrived. Right. And they're quite exquisite. Oh, quite exquisite, is so, it? It is. Is it? Yes, it is. Um, they really are lovely. So I listened to the whole album and that solo stood out to me as being... Very enjoyable. Are you happy with the amount of bleed you get off these headphones, for example? They are quite bleedy. Ah. Whether they're more bleedy than my previous headphones remains to be seen. Well, the bleed issue is not your problem. It's somebody no, it's else's not. problem. Exactly. Well, precisely. But when on a train or in an environment where you're trying to be, you're wearing headphones so that you're not being loud, bleed to me is inappropriate. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> what a conscientious chap I podcast I with. Know. Now, shall we move on? <laughs> <laughs> the next song is what I do think yeah. do think of when I think of John Fashante. It's one of my favourite Fashante. I have to say, this album, I think, has got some very average and yes. some poor songs on. Well, I wouldn't say poor. I will say poor. I might beat to, you up. Towards the end. I don't think you could beat me up if you wanted well, to. Well, I don't want to. Um, but this is a great one, the world. Yeah, age. this album is interesting because there are at least two, if not three, in fact there are three albums in this series of record collection series which I like more than this album. Yes. But there are several songs on this album which are amongst my favourite John Fashante. I completely songs. concur with you. Concur. As Leonardo DiCaprio says on uh, Catch Me If You Can when he's pretending to be a doctor. Do you concur? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I concur. Like there are some belters on it. They really are. They're, they are brilliant, and this is one of them. These are different lives Being lived at the same time Lives 
a song The World's Edge John Frusciante Inside of Emptiness track number two 2004 wow that is that, I mean you were up on your feet I was up and I was sat down you were sat on your ass yeah well I was uh, <laughs> you might have noticed I was waving my arms about quite a lot I, I did singing yes headbanging even wow I know I mean what a great song it's got so for a short song it's got so much happening yeah how long is it I don't know, three minutes-ish? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll give you the answer. Do you want me to give you the answer? It's not, it's not a long one. I'll find out. I'll just go... Just go like that. 2.36. Wow, yeah, that's pretty short. Ish. But it's wonderful. And actually, what we didn't mention about um, what I saw, no falsetto. Ah, no, and what we love about John one is of falsetto. One of the things we love about him. One of the things we love about John is falsetto. Let's just go from the top, shall we? That lovely finger-picked opening. Yes. Beautiful voice. Yeah. One of his, it sounds a bit Russian, it's a classic John Russian song in, in parts. It's not as Russian as some. No, but it is slightly Russian. It's a bit Russian, is it? I mean, uh, that, I, I've never... Can you just tell everyone what I wrote down during the song? I can. You wrote Russian. Russian, yes. yeah. So it must be. Well, that proves it. Lyrical, lyrical imagery here in this song yes. I, is one of the reasons why I love it so much. To, the, the World's Edge, when he's... Uh, it's great. He's drifting from... When I think of the edge of the world, mm. you think of like... How often do you think about the edge of the world? Every time I listen to this song. Uh, okay. Or whenever I'm thinking about Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> <laughs> right, so quite often. <laughs> That's about once. You're always banging on about Jason and the Argonauts. Well, for Jason and the Argonauts, it's about once every five years. Right, oh, okay. Um, I'm drifting from her. I've never been further. The world's edge is closer. Yeah, and that's... You see, I think I'll be in a boat. So I think of the world's edge as... Going yes. off like well, a waterfall, of course. Well, and then back. he's saying, he, "I'm drifting from her," yeah, which like, is more kind of boat imagery. Yeah, I just water, think it's really water clever. Based. Yeah, water-based imagery. Yeah, just, the lyrics in this song are brilliant. Oh, they are. It's well, yeah, it's fantastic. And again, drumming's brilliant, and he hits them pretty hard, Josh. Yes, he does. And what I love, there's a couple of things I love about the drums in this song. At one thirteen, mm. it starts to move into the chorus again. Yes. And the drums come in on a flat beat, which didn't happen on the, the first time it happened. Yeah. And it makes such a difference. Yeah. And it, it does. And that's, that's the feeling I get with, with Josh, is that he, he's prepared to... He, he means everything. Yeah. You know, he, if he hits them hard, he hits, he hits every single skin with meaning. Yeah. And everything he does is to complement the song rather than to stand out as a, as a drummer. That's, I love that point. I really love that point. You're well, right. Thank you. The drums on this album are actually more of an instrument sometimes yes. than they are a, a percussion, you know, yeah. a percussion instrument. Yeah. They, they feel musical sometimes, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just something about the way he plays them. Yeah. Yeah, who is loose? He's as loose as a goose. Um, at the end as well, um, it goes um, very splashy and loose. Yes. And yes. they put the guitars really tight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the guitar's doing that. Um, He's that very cymbal isn't he, Josh? Yeah. Well, at the end, um, when, it, you know, when John starts singing All I Know Is Right, uh, he goes to a really splashy, kind of ride-splash cymbal. Yeah. And uh, just as a separate point about that lyric, All I Know Is Right, All I Know Is Right. Mm. 
And then there's such a long gap before he says, here. Right. So all he knows is right here. But So you can read it that he says, all I know is right, as in correct. But actually I read it as he's saying, all I know is right here. But there's just such that gap between the delivery of those two words. Mind blown. blown. Yeah. I've never put that together. Yeah. I've always thought he was saying, all, all I, I know, know is, is right. right. Yeah. Wow. Well, the stuff I learned chatting to you about John Fashonto. What a podcast. What a podcaster you are. It's worth doing, isn't it? Because you, you, you're constantly learning from me. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, a great song. Yeah. So, oh, so just bloody brilliant. So far, we've had an okay song. Yeah. And a great song. A decent opener, though. You know, that wouldn't work as an opener. Let's not go back to... <laughs> no, but to I'm just I saying... Oh no, that song wouldn't work as an opener. No, but what I what I saw is a decent opener. Um, right, show. <laughs> was that a cat noise? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm doing uh, even you, Brutus. Kind of. Wow. <laughs> okay, should we move on to inside a break? Oh, I like inside a break. Do you want to do the cat noise? Wow. Should we do it together like last time? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Inside a break, there's only moments that hide. Every mistake is really worth a try. I know a way a lot can be refined. Hand me a cross and run for your life. Any good luck is a falling tree. I'm no one and no one is me. All day to call some kind of faceless guy. Someday you see is just a day. Well, another great performance from Josh Hi-Hat Klinghoffer. Yes, yes. That was very Hi-Hat heavy. He, but, you know, again, as we said, using each individual part of the drum kit to maximum effect. Yeah, and again, those Hi-Hats were accents. Mm, pure accents. Rather than being part of a beat. Yeah. That, yeah, he, he's bringing them in as, as just another sound on the kit. Now, starts off there with a... Palm muted start there from yes. uh, from John. He very much put me in mind of the first song that the band in from Dust Till Dawn plays at the. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, uh, at the Titty Twister. At the Titty Twister. Yeah. Yes, Tito and the Tarantulas. Yeah. Yes, just remember that song's called After Dark. That and is. A- yes. Actually, um, if you've not heard the Dust Til- from Dust Till Dawn soundtrack, well, if you've not seen from Dust Till Dawn, do two things for us. Do, yeah, do them immediately. Yeah, watch. Pause. No. Don't pause this podcast. No, no, not immediately. Listen to this podcast. Then go and watch From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. And then buy the soundtrack. Yes. Because the great thing is it's one of those kind of Tarantino... Obviously, Tarantino wrote it and is in it. Robert Rodriguez directed it. Yeah. But it was that era of soundtracks where they'd have the, the oh, song the with di- so good. dialogue in between the songs. Yeah. So you get all... Um, and not so many... I mean... You get all that pussy, 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 white pussy, snapping pussy. Sorry, because you not say pussy on the podcast. You just said pussy on the podcast. I apologise. You've got, um, everybody would be cool. Well, Clooney's never been cooler than Clooney. For me, it's his iconic role, and it's probably not the role he's best known for, obviously. Ah, he was great. Probably, um... Ross. uh, Batman. Doug Ross. (laughs) Or, um... Doug Ross. I'm not just saying Doug Ross for no reason. Doug Ross from ER. Yeah. Yes. No, I think he's best known for that film he did with Michelle Pfeiffer. 
what any uh, perfect perfect day or something uh, like that, yeah. yeah one fine day one fine day yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what he's best known probably for. he's quite well known for being in revenge of the killer tomato isn't he well that's his first film yeah he's in outside with j-lo great Wait, film this is the george clooney who podcast. directed it was it steven soderbergh, soderbergh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah good film anyway we'll we'll do a film podcast we sure. can do yeah we could call it um well, what would we call it universally filming Filming, speaking. <laughs> okay, what the hell are we meant to be talking about? Um, Dust till dawn. Yes, uh, you're right. Not, not from Dust till dawn. <laughs> that song we just listened to. What was it called? Inside a break. In, inside a break. Yeah. Right, we're back. Yeah. Now, the reason we got onto Dust till dawn is you're right. It's that kind of. Um, it's that palm muting style. Quick GTP. You might have spoken about it before. No, I don't think you have. If you're palm muting. Quite... Yes. So the way he's achieving that dunk kind of sound. Yes. Is you use your, your picking hand, mm-hmm. you put the kind of fatty bit of your hand underneath your little finger. Your palm, if you will. Your palm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, palm muting. And it's do not what called, with it? Hang on, it's not called fatty bit of your hand muting. No, it's not. Well, you mute it. Yes. But you don't completely kill the note, like no. raking was. When yeah, we spoke yeah. raking last week. Well, that's what I, I, when I, when it came on, I went, oh. Yeah. And then it's I not went, raking, it's, it's something palm different. muting. Yeah, it's fatty bit of the hand. Yes. But it sounds thing. good. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, we mustn't do that. We know it sounds terrible. It sounds fine to us now. Yeah. It sounds terrible once it goes out. (laughs) So you've got that. Nice bit of bass, I think. Um, The bass really picks up in volume on verse three. And there's examples of this throughout this album where the bass is doing something quietly in the background, noodling around. Mm. There's hardly ever a flat bass line, a standard bass line. And then it'll pick up in volume later on in the song. Yes, yeah. Well, I, I think um, the whole, I, you know, he starts with that sort of almost spoken um, lyric delivery. Mm. Yes. But then, yeah. it, then it kicks in. He goes, he goes raw, doesn't he? Yeah. He goes, oh, he John, goes when, he does, when he does his rawness. But what I, what I noticed there as well was the double length on the spoken delivery in the first verse. Mm-hmm is shortened to half to half length in yeah, the second verse. Nice, yeah. So it goes straight in, it, yeah. you know, gets, it just builds. It gets on with it, yeah. yeah it builds it nicely. Well, yeah, it's funny, you say build. Rather than build it, which, like, you're going to extend something, yeah. he unbuilds it. Well, he does. Yeah, he un- Well, sometimes you've got to unbuild to ultimately build. I think you might be right. And that's, I think, what we've seen there. So we've had kind of spoken delivery at the start, then John going mega raw, and at the end with the nowheres... Beautiful oh, falsettos, beautiful harmonies. That nowhere section is one of my favourite p- bits of, of any John song. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's really clever harmonies. And it's an interesting kind of chord change that you get. Yeah. As he's going, I think it's after the fourth nowhere, maybe, where it changes for, yeah. for a couple of measures. Yeah. And then it goes back into the, the main chord Just sequence. Within that section of the song... He manages to do so much. And he always, at the end of it, I feel like the, he's asking himself a question as well within that. Ah, just by right. saying nowhere. Yeah. And then the way he answers the last one, it's like, nowhere. That's the answer. It's, it, I, I can't describe what it does to me, although I have just tried. And it's just struck me, you kind of likened the guitar introduction to flamenco guitar. Mm. And I always thought of that outro as Spanish-style guitar, that yeah. solo. Yeah, yeah. Played by... Klingy. Josh Hi-Hack-Klinghoffer. Yeah, that guy. He did well to play that while he was playing the drums. Very clever. He's multi-talented. He must have been doing it with his teeth. Well, like Jimi Hendrix used to. Well, we, I think we've all played the guitar with our teeth, haven't we? Certainly. I, well, I can play the guitar as well with my teeth as I can with my hands. I know. I've, unfortunately, during my life, I've 
witnessed it. Yes, that is unfortunate. Yes. Have you? I've never done it. So when did... <laughs> no, that's a lie for the podcast. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I mustn't start lying. I've never seen Sam play the guitar with his hands. There is. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, moving on, unless you've got anything else to say about that song. I haven't. Well, do you want to talk about Dust of Dawn a bit more? No, we mustn't. It's a hell of a film, It's though. a great film. <laughs> when, we mustn't uh... start quoting it. Oh, can't we? No. How do you like them apples? That's not a quote from, from Dust of Dawn. <laughs> no, it says we're in Mexico. Oh, how do you like... Oh, yeah, we're in, we're in Mexico. <laughs> you, you, piece, you fucking piece, piece of shit. shit. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> oh, honestly, go and watch Dust of Dawn. He does say that, and that's yeah. not even one of the memorable quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, how do you like them apples is from um, Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, right, right. yeah. yeah Minnie Driver puts the thing up against Minnie Driver. Richie... No, don't, please don't do that bit. <laughs> right, if you've seen Dust All Dawn, you, know, you might know what Sam's about to do. And I yeah, I won't there. do it. Right, it let's move on. Shall we move on to, to a genuinely great John Frusciante song? Yeah. And if I was going to do an album, if you're going to take the record collection, this might be an episode, take mm. the record collection era and condense it down. <laughs> I love condensing. Me, <laughs> fact, me and Max and, Feinstein. You and Feinstein can yeah. get together. Yeah, we'll condense, condense down the condense record collection. condense down every single album that's ever been released. Yeah, Max, condense and it all down. you could condense some condensed milk as well. Well, as we spoke of, you get that must be your favourite kind of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it comes in a tetra pack. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> well, condensed milk comes in a can. But we'll move on. <laughs> it's time for a firm kick. Yes. I've just let down someone. I relied on. Firm kick in the pants. Yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was. That, oh, it sounds like when you get a firm kick in the What's pants. What's these noises? <laughs> it's coming if you like. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what a song. What a song. I just need to clarify when you said it's coming off my light. <laughs> yeah, which is my phone. Your phone is lighting me up. Yeah, what a great song. Yeah, oh, it's. Um... What a great song. And. and Let's not get speechless just yet. No, we better not. Not in this audio-based product format that we uh, we yeah, choose to dabble in. Guitar again, right here. Starts off nice and simple. Yeah, beautiful. Just John's lovely voice easing us in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bass comes in on on look out. Comes in on the left, more to the left. Chor- I'll tell you what I love. Chorus two. We've got two guitars because the other one drops in on the other ear, mm. and they're doing what. What I love doing when I play songs when I'm recording and you can like have multiple guitars, yes. I just have one panned right, panned left, yes. and you play essentially the same thing, yes. but you just do it slightly differently. The, the Stones called it the ancient art of weaving, just having those guitar parts come in and out of each other. And when they're panned quite hard, you, you can really pick it out. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant for Shantae guitar playing. It's just him playing chords. There is a... There's that going on, and there again, you know, we keep going back to this, but Josh deserves a lot of credit. Him and his hi hat. 
for everything he does on this album. Yeah. This is another example of great drumming and perfect drumming. I cannot imagine another drummer playing on this album and doing it differently. And yet I've never really given it any thought before until... until well, the first time you heard it, were you thinking about who's drumming? And no. Maybe if you read in the, in the liner notes, Josh oh, Dinghoffer. I knew, I knew who it was, but it's just perfection. But you didn't think, oh yeah, he'll play with the Julius for 10 years. No, I didn't. But it, it, every, every, everything he does is just tailor-made to, the, to, to what John is doing. And yeah. that has to be the way to play the drum. Well, they've got a, they certainly had a really intense and close musical relationship. Yeah, they did. To the point where they're doing that, they're recording all these albums together, they're doing stuff together. Then he kind of... Thought, John must have said, look, this guy's great, bring him, bring him in as a second guitarist and a keyboardist. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end of John's tenure. It tenor. must have happened that way. It's great stuff from Clingy. It is. This is, I think this is the first song where we get the introduction of, like, synths. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. and other sounds. That comes in in verse two, just over in the left ear. And it's, it's beautiful. Beautiful there. And it just, dro- just comes in, then it drops out just as the pre-chorus. Mm. Pre-chorus two starts. But it hits that first note and fades. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice touch. And there's that beautiful bit, which I can no longer remember what he says, but it... it uh, oh, where he says, I will play a song of thunder. Yeah. For you to recognise. Oh, absolutely, I mean, yeah. Wonderful falsetto. It's just... This song has so many so many different sections to it, each of which is as enjoyable, if not more enjoyable, than the last. Yeah, and that you're right, it does have different sections. Before we get too far into it, and you just spoke about the, the great vocals... On that first time, one of my favourite bits of this song is when it hits that second chorus and you have the high classic for Shantae back in singing. Oh, and, yeah. and that comes straight down the middle. Yeah, yeah. So you've got all this stuff going on left and right and all of a sudden it lifts you so... We've driven to... I have a lovely memory of um, driving down to, to Dave's stag do, his golfing stag do. Yes, in that, that 1980s place we went to stay at. Yes. And we were listening to for Shantae. And you belting out the verses, and I was going mad on the high falsettos. Yeah, yeah, that was great. We were so excited that it was such a good drive. <laughs> you, I woke up at like four thirty-five o'clock. We were supposed to be leaving at seven. You texted me, and I was me. so excited. I texted you, and you too were awake. Yeah, we and were you so... came over, and we were there by. We were down in. We were like five hours from home by about ten o'clock in the morning. We were the first people there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Go, come pick me up now. Yeah, that was brilliant. Great drive. That was a great drive down. That was a great weekend. Yeah, we'll have to go back to that place. Yeah. Um, and then we hit the old throwaway television effect on the kind of... It's not a guitar style, it's just a noise section where you have, you know, that middle bit with the big noise. Yes, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. old throwaway television. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this, this is one of the standout tracks on the album, no doubt. And uh, it's part of the power, the power duo, which is Look On Next. Oh, really? Do you think? Well, I, I, you made a point last week, which I'm going to bring up on Look On, Please having listened back to it a couple of times. I'll, I'll bring it up during Look On. But Look On is a, a great track. Mm. As, a, you know, as a guitarist and somebody who likes an overdriven amp played through it nice and loud, that riff is amazing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we're not there yet. No, we're not. We're not there Have yet. you got anything else to say about this? Yes, I it's, absolutely have. Yeah, oh, we'll get on with it. Then after that kind of noise, that um, 
that throwaway television section, it goes yeah. into a new pattern, a new yeah. chord, new chord sequence, which is like you said, another song. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's great because you have John singing um, high, John singing low, and then high, and there's a synth in the background, which goes against his vocals. Mm. So when when um, when the note comes in low on the synth, John is singing the falsetto. And then John goes low, and then the note goes high. And these things don't happen by accident. No, and it's just, it's just an, I've never noticed it before. No. But I sat there, listened to it with headphones on, listened to that part of the song, and, and it that, just works. It's yeah. just, it's just well, good it's, songwriting. It's, it's the art of opposites, isn't it? Is yeah. It? I think you just invented that phrase. Oh, I do you? that, and then I'd put this against it, and it just plays off beautifully. I'm just copyright, verbally copywriting the art of opposites. I think that's a great phrase. Copyright Ben Townsend, 2020. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, the last thing to say about this song is it's got one of my favourite lines in. One of my favourite John lines in. Now, there's a great role, just if you're going to say the last thing, I need to get this in before you do. What, you, you just need to say... There's a, uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, there is a great, <laughs> there's a great drum roll, uh, which leads into the final sort of verse. Um, which just is just another fine example of... Uh, oh, yeah, I've got that, the extended snare. Yeah. Like, chuk, 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 yeah, chuk. yeah. And actually, he goes out of time. Yeah, but, it, you know, everything... As I, I've, I've said it before, and I'm bound to say it again in about five minutes. Well, after we listen to the next song, we talk about the next song. Clingy is <laughs> fucking shit up. Going back to the, the lyrics. Yes. A touching line that's always kind of... I've always felt it quite powerfully. Is, yeah. I just let down someone I, I relied, relied on. on. I think I was too something. Yeah, we've always... I think everyone has felt in their life at some point they know in their heart they've let down someone they relied on. been there for them in Yeah, the exactly, yeah, and yeah. they fucked up. I mean, the, the, lyrically, the, the, the pictures that John paints are of regret sometimes and talking about his past. He's been through a lot, we know that, but he is not afraid to sort of revisit. Oh, and he right. says, you know... When I re- when I revisit the past, mm, revisit. When where? What does he say? He says something about revisiting yeah. the past. It's a blast. Blast, yeah. And that's past prob- blast. You've got it. Yeah. But that you know he had he went through a lot, but something inside of him, you know, enjoyed that time, even though it almost killed him and mm. was hell, you know. But he was. He revisits it sometimes, and oh God. it's a blast. <laughs> it's a blast. <laughs> Great analysis. Yeah, that's sorry what, about that. That's why they flock here. That's yeah. <laughs> okay, next. Mm. Oh, is it is it the French song Le Con? Yeah. Well, for a long time, I thought this song was called the Con. Yeah, Le Con. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> if you're French, if you're French, or if you're English. Well, no, if you're French, if you're English, it'd be called the Con. Yeah, that's what I just said. Well, I was so it's the French version. Le Con. Well, you thought it was called Le Con. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just saying Le Con. Yeah, but it's French. Le is French for the. Yeah, I know. But I thought, genuinely thought it was called Le Con. Can we I... not have this conversation? Let's edit this out. <laughs>
Lacan. Lacan. That was loud. I mean, that was that? specifically so, very loud. You had that very sharp and feedbacky guitar coming out of that, that speaker. That got me right in the ear. It got you right in the ear. Best place to get you, though. Fucks me in the ear. It did. Ooh. Mm. What a song, though. A great song. Wonder, uh, just um, a very, very, very good song. I was thinking about this. Uh, last week you said sometimes the songs that appeal to you immediately... Mm. Don't then always stick with Wayne. you so much. Wayne a bit. And I th- actually, despite the fact that I said what song, that has slightly waned for me overall, I think. It's too long. It's long. It's too long. The long. Yeah. Look on long. <laughs> it's too long. It's nearly like six minutes long. I've got no problem with the, with the length. And actually, what um, I, think, I think what part of its appeal and part of its effectiveness is that it is long. And it's repetitive in terms of its sort of overall pattern. Yeah. But the what what I was struck by listening to it there was the the, the pictures that he paints. Ah, oh, tell you what, you're absolutely right. Let's bring up the lyrics again. So they're, I think they're they're strong, strong the imagery is strong and it's a it's a fine example of one of the things I love about John, which is his on you know, just his honesty. When he sings a song like that, he draws you in. And you feel like you can interpret that song perfectly because of his honesty. My interpretation of that song might be completely wrong, but I feel like I'm involved with that song just because his his such a such a wonderful delivery and such a an honest and in many ways simple you know human. Yeah, he likes what he likes. Yeah, and. That, you know, the, the lyric, I am a separate entity from the guy I was before. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And and his music te- is a testament to that. So that is a, for me, call it overly long if you want, but I could listen to that all night. I have to say, I, I really agree with what you've just said. Is that a cuckoo? That's, my, that's your light. That's my light again. You're absolutely right. And sometimes with John... His lyrics, are, his, his delivery is a little bit hard to understand. Mm. Actually, on this one, it's very clear. Mm. But just going through it the past couple of times, again, to, to think about this podcast, it looks like a story of him acknowledging the different parts of his life mm. that he's been through. Like you said, the separate entity. Um, I skipped a, I'm warning you, I skipped a life. Yeah. To be here, I've got no right. Yeah. I mean, that is just... The way that comes out, that's at the end of the solo as well. I mean, a great solo. And then, a, you know, it, the solo finishes and he starts delivering those lyrics. But in the background, he's doing like a secondary solo as well. Yeah. Which is just brilliant. I love the way that they keep singing Lacan, like they. Yeah, all the way through. Through the solo. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, and, it's, 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 and that's what I mean. It's, it, it's like a, they, they lay out the... the it's, if you think of it as a pizza... They lay out the base. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally, I I've, just, I've just thought of this. Okay, go for but it. But they lay out the base, and, and the, the, the guitar and the drums is the tomato sauce. Okay. And then the lyrics and the meaning of the lyrics is all the, the different toppings you might want to add. And it's just w- absolutely laden with toppings. So you're telling me... <laughs> <laughs> I like a Hawaiian... Yeah. Nah. <laughs> so are you telling me that the lyrics yeah. and the meaning of the ham and the pineapple? That's exactly but right. But no mushroom. 
No, no, not at all. There's no mushroom in there at all. So if you were going to metaphorically load up your lyrical, your, your, your lyrical pizza, <laughs> yeah. what would your toppings be? Well, I think the a lot of it is pepperoni. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that might, is that the guitar solo? The no, guitar it's, solo. It's, it's the lyrics. So no, the, yeah, the, the lyrics okay, so are pepperoni. I'm warning you, I skipped a life. Yes. What? What's that? That's barbecue chicken. Okay, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, hang on. I used to feel a lot, things used to be all right. Sweet corn. Really? Yeah. And pepperoni is... Well, I wouldn't ha- wouldn't necessarily have pepperoni with that, but if that's exactly you know if it is pepperoni, then I guess I've got to accept that. It's a cheap trick. I want to do it again. Yeah, See, again, man. here you go. It's not right. I lost my fame. It's a cheap trick. I want to do it again. Yeah. It feels like he's going back through the stages of his life, and, and I, I I feel like in all of the hours and probably weeks and years I've listened to John, there's I, I feel you know a lot of there's a lot of retrospective references in his lyrics. There's no yeah. doubt about that. I like the way as it comes out of the guitar solo and into the last verse, he just has that repeating note, that one yeah. note, yeah. just going bang, bang, over and over again. It's Well, that's the bass. That's the pizza bass. The repeating notes. No, I'd say the repeating note is the final topping. Oh. So maybe you've got your lovely toppings on, then you've just a little blob, a couple of blobs of mozzarella on top. Oh, so, well, some people even put um, chilli oil. Yeah. I um, wouldn't go that far. No, I know who would put chilli oil on a pizza. Yeah, see. Our friend Simon. It really would, yeah. He loves a hot chilli sauce. He put hot chilli sauce on it. Well, he extra jalapeno. The guy's a psychopath. You're not, Simon, if you're listening. <laughs> He's just like chilli sauce. Um, yeah, I like that repeating note. That, mm. you know, that, that, that last yeah, bit yeah. Of, of mozzarella. Well, I know what you're saying. It's, it's, it is a long song, but I think it's still, it's still worthy of its place as one of his best. I love the... Yeah, you're right. It's, it's because, great. It is a great song. It just is a bit It's long. got some bloody good... Splashy symbol. Oh, great splashy symbol. But, but actually, talking of Josh, you know, this is a song where he delivers a much more... Yeah, yeah, uh, straight ahead. It's straight, more of a straight ahead rock a, song, straight, isn't it? Yeah. It's a straight... It's like um, a flat four. Yeah, yeah. And you're just cracking on with it. But, but again, I've used the term before and I use it again, sympathetic. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> you've called him a sympathetic something before. Well, I've, I, I was talking of shadows when we did shadows. I, Who I, did you say was sympathetic? Chad, lot, Chad, sympathetic drummer. But I think I, th- I think in terms of a when you're de- dealing with a, a solo artist, you know, John being the artist. Yeah. Are you able to speak me? anymore? <laughs> I've gone extremely gaseous. Do you want me to pause it? No, no, it's fine. I think I, th- I feel like. Josh and John had a, a very even relationship when it came to recording this music. I completely agree. But there is, there is a tendency to think, you know, the drummer's turning up for the artist. Yeah. And therefore, all of the drumming we've heard has just been perfect and sympathetic to what John <laughs> may have wanted. But I don't think that was the relationship they had. So therefore, you can completely uh, dis- discard this comment. Well, that was a great last minute. Um, I think this is probably the only John song where he talks about Vincent Van Gogh. He says Vincent called it a setup. Yeah. No, I think I don't think that's Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van, <laughs> sorry, Van Van Gogh. Yeah. <laughs> so what other Vincents do well, we know that Gala, John might possibly? Oh, it's Brown Bunny. It's of Gala. course it is. Yeah. <laughs> I did just to cl- clear things up so I don't get messages. I did know it was Gala. Did you? Yeah, I was just tugging. Yeah, you were, janking, you were, you were your joking chain. in a completely straight way. Yeah, I, I looked at you with a completely <laughs> so straight So straight. Yeah, that you went for it. Uh, yeah. Got him. Great, great trick. Great times. Mm. Now, anything else to say about Lacan? It's bloody good. 
It certainly is. And uh, a bit long. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. I think this actually this section's gone a bit long. Let's, yeah. let's close it off. Yeah. I think that's a hidden gem. Shouldn't you say that's a hidden gem, I think? <laughs> well, either way, it's a hidden gem. It is. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's wonderful. And actually, I think in the past, it's one I've overlooked a bit. Guilty. You're guilty. Guilty as charged. Because I think it puts me in mind of what I saw, mm. which I don't like. No. Particularly. No. But actually, it's much more hooky. It's, it's a much better song. It's that kind of big, overdriven, yeah. push everything into the red sound again. Yeah, and I just think there's some wonderful um, contrast within this song. You know, you've got very deliberate delivery and, you know, quite isolated vocal. Yeah. And then some really noisy noise. Yeah, the noisy noise. <laughs> the noisy noise. <laughs> Which is great. They've got some great noisy noise in this one. But it's just the way, you know, the way it's... It's just... We spoke about it last week, didn't we? Just the, the way good songwriters construct songs in a way which, unless you actually sit down and think about it, it's just pleasurable. Well, I think you said it just flo- a good song just kind of flows over you yeah. and you just accept it as a good song until yeah. you start breaking it down and then yeah. you realise how it's been built up. Yeah, and why it's effective. And this is another example of that. Uh, the bass here, I think, is part of why it's so effective because it does a lot of different things. Again, it's a lot of not-so-locked-in bass, just a lot of high-lead bass, guitar player-style bass, as we've mm. spoken about before. Mm. But there's a bit in verse 2 where it sounds like Josh, I think, is playing the bass here. Might be wrong. I have no it, idea. It's just hitting the, the strings yeah, and just making a noise. He's not playing a, lead, he's not playing a bass line. You're just making a noise with the bass, and it just—it's just another thing to add into the song. To you build see, up. sometimes that's what's called for. Yeah, just a bit of. And imagine being able to recognise that, and or even have the ability to think that that might be what's needed. And actually, it's someone you don't even need to be able to play the bass guitar no, to make that noise to do that. But you need to know that it's the right time for it. Josh High Hat Klinghoffer is. I'll tell you what, we're just talking about him so, so much now since he left the band. Yeah. But it's a celebration again. What I like is we've done I'm With You over two episodes, and this is another celebration of... Which, what I like is we're talking about John coming back. Yeah. So this and, is well, a John this, album that's this, just covered with Josh. It's dripping. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> no. No. It's, it's, it's got a lot of Josh. Yeah, he's not a liquid. No. He's not. I love those big... There's just noise, two noise sections on this song yeah. as well, where it sounds like he's maybe playing that um, throwaway television-esque sound again through that filter filter modelling, mm-hmm. just to make a big noise, and then it cuts back down. Love that stuff. Chorus, very high, very busy bass. Yeah, well, the bass is busy, but equally, you know, I, I always focus on the vocal, whether it be the Chili's or John. 
it's just where I, you know, where I, where I belong. Well, you have. It's my pocket. Shall we say Alan's big pocket or your big pocket? My big pocket. What's in that pocket? Uh, on this occasion, it's uh, two Victorian dogs. <laughs> what makes a, a dog a Victorian dog? <laughs> I don't know. We thought it would be something like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. John Frusciante's voice. Yeah, I mean... That's okay, hang on, I just need to clarify. The dogs were dressed up like Sherlock Holmes and a Victorian woman. They were, yeah. They were. <coughs> um, his voice is... You know, we, we, I, I, I've touched on this before. It's not the most classically fantastic voice. No. But, by any stretch. But I'll tell you what, the bit that I just rewound back, mm. when he says over and over again that time, oh, yeah. and the word again. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to sound like a teenager now, but OMG. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, for the older people, that sounds for like, oh my God. Yes. That, uh, you're right. You know, he just does things with that voice that are so good. And I, I pity anyone who's never heard this this music, because it really is good. Well, I, I'll tell you what, mate. I know that you pity them because there was a long time where mm. you literally went round forcing this music upon everyone. I did, as yeah. we've discussed before. There was a how long was the period? Three, four years. It was quite long. Yeah, yeah. where all we listened to was John Frusciante music. It was this stuff. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like even the songs that I now like, I think of as ones that I don't really rate that much. I still know them all. I still know them like inside out. More than anyone, this that I know, this stuff is ingrained into your soul. This yeah, John Frusciante it's stuff. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, uh, it, it, in many ways, to me, this is this is better than some of the chilies. Yeah, well, I know. There's certainly a period of time where you weren't listening to chilies. No, you were listening to to this to to John. Yeah. Well, it was it, yeah. It was a. I, I just thank God. Uh, the God that I don't believe in. Well, you're agnostic, isn't yeah, you? Uh, don't agnostic. go there again. I don't want this to get all over the line. The line. I don't want this to get all over the line. You know, it was, it was a wonderful time to be in your mid-twenties and a fan of the Chili's and a fan of John. It was just... It was simply unbelievable. You're absolutely right. That's and, what I've got to say about it. Well, at least I'm not Forrest Gump now. Yeah. Josh plays a solo at the end. Goes for it again. Yes, yeah. No, nice to see him getting off the off the drums. Yeah, he's a multi-hyphenate. And again, how does he play? The, he must have played the guitar with his teeth. And... Well, unless he was using his feet. No, we've done this before. Right, next song. Yeah, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, we'll soon find out. I'm around. Wowzers. This is a song that I've always loved, and it's very, very high up on my John Frusciante single album that I'm going to condense down. (laughs) How many songs is going to be on the condensed album? Um, Oh, that's a tough one. 15? No, 14. Yeah, fine. (laughs) But that's still quite a long album, so. Even then, I have to leave stuff off. Of course you will. Oh, should we? We'll talk about this afterwards. Okay. Condense your Frusciante solo stuff down. 
to a 14 song album I mean that's nine impossible we've got to we've got to do it so yeah we, we, have we, to. we will anyway I'm around I've always loved this song yeah this is just like the start of it I've since in, in, just go on the Wikipedia page okay and it says there's a song about a couple's baby dying mm. a quote from John now of all the songs on the album this I think can be the only one that it's it's got to be the one yeah and I listened to it last night in that context and oh, I, after a few bevies or? <laughs> indeed but I broke down <laughs> oh thanks thanks for your emotional support brother right, I'm just and saying. even listen to it then we've done what we've not done before then yeah we listened to the album version then we went to the ATP version he did play this at ATP and I, I do have to say <laughs> <laughs> chocolate oranges are available oh, from Rawlinson's um, <laughs> yeah but at the, at the time in 2005 this was obviously very high up on my list of quality Frusciante tracks. Well, John Frusciante was all you listened to at this point. Yes. And when he played this, when he started to play this song, I went bananas. The, the great thing about this song is that high falsetto. Yeah. And then he drops back into the lower register. Yeah. And his lower register is so rich on this song. Rich. Rich, if you will. Car- but, Cardinal Richelieu. But the thing is about, about, about John's voice, as we've said, it, it's just laden with honesty. And and that is more evident than ever on this song with such an emotional, you know, meaning to it. Now, I'm not going to... I can't talk about whether it's someone he knew, whether it's just, you know... No, we don't know. We don't know. Sometimes you write songs and you just make up a... You you tell a story. Yeah, of course, yeah. Fictional. Whatever that is, there are some beautiful and emotive lines in this song. Yeah. That if you're thinking about it in that context, it just blow you out of the water. And when delivered with his totally honest tone yeah it is an emotional song and there is an absolute bound rich bounty of backing singing on this song Ah, yeah as well yeah i don't know another another artist who can harmonize with themselves as as well you know me well yeah i do yeah i don't know another artist who can harmonize with themselves as well as John Frusciante. And Ben Townsend. www.bentownsendmusic.net. Original uh, songs. Yeah, www.samtownsendmusic.dk. Yeah. Uh, uh, Do you want uh, to remember this after eight beers? You've done well with the bacon. Um, Peter Schmeichel. Brian Loudrup. 1992. Cash for Schmeichel. Pancakes for breakfast tomorrow. And that footballer I've forgotten the name of, John Jensen. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. He's got verse two. He comes in with the dub- double vocals. Oh, it's insane. It's just... I mean, it is brilliant. I'm just looking at... I've written down here lovely verses, falsetto to octave down. Yeah, I think that sums it up. It's laden with enjoyable layers. Bits, yeah. I love the bit after the no no no's. There's a really deliberate step up into the tear guitar sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's teary. Bam, bam, and then he gets that. You know, he plays the high chords. Yeah, which would come into tear or come out tear. When was this? Two thousand and four. So it's after post tear. Post tear. That high chord section of his Mm. life. He did. Mm. Yeah, it's. um, This is a highlight. On a on a on a really good album, and also a highlight on a a back catalogue of really highlight laden 
yeah, this is on there. Stuff. This is yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is on there on the fourteen-track John Frusciante album. This yeah. is. Definitely I think you're right. You know, I do, I do think you're right about that. My but, favorite line, if I may. Yeah, please do. In the context of what we're talking about, is where he says, "We drop the baton." As, as, as I would say, the baton. How do <laughs> no. you say baton? Baton. Wait, what, when you did a re- relay race, what did you hand over? A baton. The baton. Yeah. Yeah. We drop. Wait, when the I baton. sing it, I always refer to baton. it as a baton. You sound like a French a person. <laughs> yeah. That's a lovely line because it. it well, sums when you up, think about it in that in that sense, it's, it, it, it is emotional, isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's so many lines in this song. Too many. Um, well, no, I don't think. I think it's a perfect amount. Hmm. I, I, I mean, uh, we could read them, but no, just go and look at the lyrics. And uh, yeah, I'm around. Uh, if you if you haven't somehow, if you've got this far and you're listening to us, and you haven't heard "I'm Around," man. Go and mm. listen to it, and li- I would, I, I would actually say, listen to it for twelve hours on repeat. Really? Yeah. I'd say go and watch Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, with this in the background. Yes, and the Dust Till Dawn soundtrack as well. Yeah, yeah, and this podcast. Yes. It's going to be noisy. <laughs> Warn your neighbours. Okay, shall we? We get, we're moving on to a section that I call two bad songs now. Oh shit, man! What are they? Six, 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 and Interior Two. <laughs> Okay, it is a down, it is a downstep, but even so, I'm looking forward to it. Anything is a downstep from I'm around. It is even November rain. Yes, you're right, and that's a good song. Yeah, it's not one of my favourites. No, I mean I can quickly toss off my favourite. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry, no, don't do no, that. I won't. No. I'll do it later. Freudian <laughs> no, no. slip. Okay, bye. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. Okay, six, 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 triple six, triple six, if you will. I have almost nothing good to say about that song. Nothing. I think it's a complete waste of space and time, or time and space is the traditional. It's very song. long. Yeah, it's too. It's a nothing song where nothing happens. I think, and it goes on for ages. Yeah. I bet you because we were talking about it. I said the next two songs are shit, and you said no, they'd be fine. I bet you didn't remember it going off that long. Because I think we both dropped out towards the end of that song, didn't we? Well, I think the thing is, when you actually look at it, it's um, it's John, it's Josh, and it's Omar. Yeah, Omar Rodriguez. Omar Rodriguez Lopez. So, and to me, listening to it there, it, it lends itself more to the more experimental stuff that they did. Um, yeah, that's fair, after that's, that. That's fair enough. And it's pretty guitar, long, so- which were all very long. The guitar solo is experimental and it's shit. Well, yeah, but I just... No, I'll, I'll tell you what. No, I think, I, I'll tell you what. I think it's just out of place on this album, maybe. And it should possibly have been on um, the other record collection release. I take back everything I said about Josh's noise solos. I'll take every one of his noise solos over that noise. Yeah. I mean, Omar it's, a, it's still made. got some decent um, vocals I think, I think we both agree, and we talked while it was playing... 
that when it changes to the second song, yeah, that's, that's when it picks up. Yeah, that that change is nice. It's welcome at that by that stage. Yeah, yeah, because God knows I was. It's 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 a low point on the album, but it's still you know. Would you rather live in a world that contains six 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 or a world that didn't contain six six six? A world that didn't. Well, that's uh... it's not a sad state of affairs. No, I didn't say it was. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> a sentence. I had to put it in for you. It's, a, it's an album that could do with... Oh, it's only 10 songs long. Yeah. But there was a couple of stinkers on there, and that is one of them. No, but, well, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of that tr- of that track. I, I You know, that that's true. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it, shit. It, it has its place on the album. And it will always be there. So. I'll pick you up there. You just said it didn't have its place on the album. <laughs> wow. Now, I'm going to say, because I've said nothing good about this song. Say something good. No, I'm going to talk about Dance, Dance, Dance. Oh, right. Now, while we've been recording, mm. we've had Kil- Kilber, Kilber CZE microphone. Yeah. Sent us in. He's tagged us on... Um, Something An unknown plan, yeah. <laughs> but it's read it. But I'm sorry, I'm 42 years old, I don't understand some of this stuff. No, um, but he said, Guys, um, really enjoy driving with your episodes a lot, even though you kind of he's kind of sad. Uh, you almost skipped over dance, dance, dance. I said nothing positive about it because I love that one deeply. Mm. It was great, and yeah, so he says it was great. And so these files might answer a few of your questions, like, Is that really Josh singing the second part oh, of yes. Take Me Home? and so on. Yeah, so we've got isolated uh vocal tracks for um, I'm With You that he's, he's put us onto, right? So brilliant, thank you so much for sending that in because well, this is what I love about doing it. We've mm. asked a question and the audience has answered, boom, yeah. But what we'll do, I think, we'll commit to, and I felt when we spoke about it. We didn't speak about it. And there's been a couple of other people saying... There has been a little bit of a backlash. Yeah. So what we'll commit to doing is a dance, dance, dance section where we mm. talk about it properly on the next Yeah, episode. we'll just say that we really like it. <laughs> no, I won't say that. I'll say that I don't like it. But we can talk about it, about why we don't like it, rather than just what we just did. dismissing we, it. Yeah, we dismissed it. Out of hand. Yeah, we dismissed it. When I heard, when I edited the podcast, this was I back, was I livid. Thought, livid. I could tell you were livid. You phoned me up and said, I am disgusted. I am absolutely livid. By our performance on Dance, Dance, Dance. Yeah. No, but honestly, we, we hear what you're saying and... Um, we'll, we will try and address your concerns. We'll rectify it. Yes. And thank you so much for um, getting in touch. Of course, as always. Oh, we should, I should also... Uh, ah, sponsorship time. Uh, Hooray, he's time, remembered. Time for the sponsorship. I like this because it's from Camden, isn't it? Now, this, well, it's a wonderful evening this evening because it's... I'm delighted to announce... It's a double boxer. And we've got our first dual sponsorship. Really? Is that a two-boxer? It is a two-boxer. Is this a multi-country sponsorship? It could be. It could be. Now, we are, as I said, delighted to announce we are, this episode is brought to you by both Brooklyn Lager and Camden Brewery. That's definitely two countries. Yes. I'm convinced Brooklyn's in New York. I've already consumed all six of the Brooklyns. They were absolutely delightful. Brooklyn Rose Neil Diamond. Yeah, and I'm halfway... Well, I've got one left of the Camdens. Christ, he's going to be trying to get into mine next. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm desperately short. But they, all of it's been delicious. So thank you to both Brooklyn and Camden. I'm sure anyone who's had the pleasure of drinking either of those beers before has been as delighted as, as me. 
ultimately shit-faced as you're getting. Well, I, you know, I hope to uh, achieve a, a state of ultimate shit-facedness by the end of the year. A state of nirvana. <laughs> well, whether it's nirvana or not is debatable, but... Oh, I've got a story about nirvana. The snare drum that they recorded. <laughs> oh, the Terminator. <laughs> yes, the Terminator. <laughs> Bell snare. I'll be back. Oh, shall we? Hang on. Yeah. I'll be back. Give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Okay, hang on. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Yeah, quite nice. Okay, we need sound names before we do these impressions. Okay. So, right, first of all, you say Sam, and then you do what you want to do. Okay. Sam, give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Uh, not bad, actually. I'll I do, think can I, I do another one? Yeah. Sam. A different line. <coughs> Which line? Uh, I know now why you cry. Okay. Sam. I know now why you cry. Ben. I know now why you cry. That was terrible. That's oh, my man. worst fucking honey impression I've ever done. Hang on. Or I'm going to make just random noises, random honey noises. Or, ow! That's the cat noise again. It came out. From bloody evening Brutus. All right, let's stop this. But yeah, just write in who do you think's the winner. What did you say to me as you came back into the room? It's noteworthy. It is noteworthy. It's not like the last song at all. No, and I think actually you had previously sort of labelled these two as... Yeah, I had. Well, I've got no notes for interior. I've written interior two at the top of the page. Yeah, and that's it. And, you know, it's a, it's a catchy little number. Yeah, it's, it's it's jaunty. It's stylized. It's which throwaway. I think is, is but quite it's nice. ultimately throwaway. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. It's got some really nice vocals again. John has a wonderful ability to bring different qualities to the exact same line. He he repeats "Come Back" at the end of that song, and yet he just every single time he says it, there's something different to it. He and he does it in other songs as well. Uh, on on other albums, I won't pressure you to name one. No, thank God. <laughs> um, but he just does it, you know. He he he's got such versatility in his voice that he can say the same thing several times. I think you said earlier on it, he was saying something, and it sounded like he was had a question mark at the end of it. Yeah, and before it didn't have a question mark at the end. Exactly. Of it. Yeah, he's 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 naturally gifted in the fact that he can. In, interpret words as he sings them mm. to mean different things yeah or and sometimes the same words that's that's the thing though you know he's it he is he is the to me he is the true definition of an artist he can take the same thing and make multiple meanings out of it given any in, at any different time it's like vincent van gogh very much like van gogh or van gogh yeah um 
Yeah, and that, I've got nothing else to say. A about decent that. song, we'll yeah. say that. Throw and away. actually, like you say, very much stylized in the sixties style. I don't know if you did say that, but I, I'm sure you meant. To. Yeah, yeah. The swinging kind of style is. It yeah. sounds. It reminds me of Weezer for some reason. Mm. I don't oh, know yeah, that famous sixties band. Yes, great sixties <laughs> band Weezer. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they were they were huge. But um, yeah, it's um, it is. To me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nod to the sixties, and a nod to John's ability to interpret vocals in different ways. I just want to say I prefer the first song in the Interior series, which is Interior, Interior One. to you Sam don't that was fantastic and shall we talk about the shadow puppetry that we just did <laughs> oh you're obviously keen I'm desperately keen in between listening to um, well we listened to two, it twice didn't we we listened to Scratches twice Scratches twice and the second time round we discovered Sam's phone light which is lighting up my notes yes I came and sat over with you because you've got the better the position. better listening position and we discovered we can do some fantastic shadow puppetry it against the far wall quite wonderful so we did a dinosaur drinking a beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> then we called our sister up and her boyfriend well, we didn't call it. her up you went, and got, you went downstairs and we got both her specifically went downstairs. you stopped her from cooking cooking yeah we stopped her cooking at dinner and then we invented dinosaur eating lollipop. Uh, dinosaur drinking beer and dinosaur eating lolly, which are both really, in, really, uh, well, really we found, entertaining. We, we, we found it hilarious. Scratches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scr- scratches as it, as, as it was. Oh, my God. We've really revealed a little bit of... Um, what, what a song. What a song. It's not even funny how good this song is. No, it's not. And it's not even an exaggeration to say that this for me is one of the most emotional songs that I've ever heard I completely and I don't even know why I think it's because of all the things we've touched on before it's another John yeah storytelling lyrical yes look at the lyrics of the song yeah yeah it's personally it's not emotional but it, it, it it evokes such strong emotion when I listen to it his voice the guitar, the drums are perfect again from Clingy. <laughs> Don't say Clingy. Clingy. It's just unbelievable. And I'm sure there'd be people who are listening to this who feel exactly the same. This is a absolute emotional rollercoaster. Yeah, and I actually, I think we need to be careful here because we might go overboard. No, I don't think we are going overboard. Well, we might. No, if we do... I was just saying we might. Yeah, uh, no, uh, caution. Because we're, ca- yeah, fair warning, caution advised. We're both so passionate about Scratches, aren't we? We are, to be fair. We played it together in public. We played it at Jeff Stock at the yeah. Molten Hops in Hythe. 
Is that giving away too much positional location? No, I don't think it is. No, we live in Hythe in Southampton. We do. And and to be fair... Near Southampton. We played it numerously. We live. played it at Family Do's. Yeah. and It, it was, was just me, you and the acoustic guitar, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, fuck me, we put ourselves out there. I mean, that is putting yourself out there, because yeah. you were doing all this for, those falsetto bits. I was bits. doing all that shit, yeah. Sitting in front... You sat... You, Jeffstock, especially at the Malt. Yeah, I mean, was, to be fair, at Jeffstock, I was, I was drunk beyond comprehension. No. Yeah, I was. Not you. Yes. Jeffstock was a, a big garden full of people. It was probably... Yeah, and the only... 150, 200 people there? Yeah, yeah, we did it. We, there's we, no what doubt else did we, did we do? It. We did Other Side, we did Scratches, and we did Society by Eddie Vedder. We did, and I did... Um, and you did one on your own, yeah. Black by Pearl Jam. Mm. Good gig, that. Oh, no doubt. But but this, it, Scratches, I, I just... I'm sure if, I'm sure you feel the same. I, it, to me, it's difficult to put into words what this song means because it it brings everything that John has got. It's his his voice perfect, the falsetto perfect, his ability to go from falsetto to to uh, back down to the kind delivery. of baritone that I would that to yeah. me is an invaluable skill. That's John's pure talent. Go- Delivering a perfect falsetto and then coming back into your natural voice is pure skill, and it's something that John taught me how to do. Really? Yes, it is. I've never heard you do it. No, I don't do it in public, but I trust me. You do it at home. Yeah, I do. I think actually, I think the great thing about this is it's not always perfect. No, no. And but it's always great. Yes. But he's doing it. It sounds like a one taker. It always, on this yeah. album especially, sounds like he's just putting himself out there. Hmm. And because of that, that's why I feel the, the passion of the singing. When he says, oh my God, oh my God. My God, yeah. but it's so far away. Yeah, that is... Oh my I've never heard God. I'm going to say OMG. Truthful. It's just truthful, isn't it? Yeah. You, know, you listen to other artists, it's enjoyable and you can get into it and stuff like that. But with John... I just I don't know whether it's just me. I'm sure people. It's not just you. You feel like he's sick. Like when I listen to that song, I just I feel like he could just be writing that song for me and I, singing that to me. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's that, how I felt with "I'm Around." Yeah, yeah. When he says, "You know, I'm around you," yeah. I always felt really connected to yeah. John when it's he did that. It's just unbelievable. Uh, and and yet we have to believe it. Well, technically we do because I've just watched it with you. Yeah, twice. And fed the dinosaur. Oh, and then did the lollipop of the dinosaur. <laughs> Basically, I think you can... Let's not study scratches with this dinosaur chat. No, you can probably get the feeling that we, we both Absolutely passionately love, love scratches. <laughs> I'm going to say, I've got a series of time codes here. Please. 124, ooze. They mm. sound like a keyboard. They sound like, like a moog. Well, his I mean, voice is so pure. Yeah. We've spoken about his voice and we've spoken about how pure it is, but when he combines it with the instruments as well, and Josh's drumming with the guitar, there's there's some serious timing that's going on there. Well, I'm saying one for one. Yeah. Stops a beat, doesn't it? It goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then goes back in. It's, it's... It happens throughout the album. It's very prominent here. The understanding between guitarist and drummer. It's never been more... more well, obvious. no, you're right. It's, it's, it's organic here as opposed to the Chili's albums where it... I'm not going to say you don't feel the connection, but it's more it feels more processed on the Chili's albums. This sounds like it's just guys in a room playing the, their instruments. Yeah. 204. Wow, what, what a time code. 
guitar cranks up, that's where he gets the old, if it is the old AC-15. It's bound to be. And if it's a Les Paul. It's bound to be. It cranks up to another notch. And in in comes, in comes what sounds to me like a glockenspiel. Oh, it is a glocken. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, is that when he combines it with his voice or is that a separate separate thing I'm thinking of? Difficult to tell. Whatever happens... Listen to the song, people. It's fucking amazing. If you haven't already, I don't know how you found us. <laughs> but if no, I, ha- I, I do. The Red Hot Chili Peppers tag. That's true, yeah. yeah. Two, two, one. Big Ben's in the left ear. I've written down. Oh, yeah. He starts going crazy on the Big Ben's. It's absolutely beautiful. And then he says, oh, my God. And from that point on, there's a spaceship that comes into the sun. Yes. For a big portion that of the woo, sun. That woo, that sort of woo sound. Yeah, sounds yeah. like the TARDIS flying around. So welcome. And never have I welcomed a UFO like I do at the end of Scratches. It's right. incredible. Everything about it is wonderful. I'm, am I biased because I like John's music? I don't think I am. I just think I've been lucky enough to stumble across this perfect art form. By definition, you are biased because you like John's music. Right. That is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I'll tell you what. I said it before, I'll say it again. If you haven't listened to this stuff, you're missing out. Yeah. I've yeah. never said that. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to the Dustle Dawn soundtrack. Yeah, do that as well, because that is, you know, equally... It's not equally as good, but it is really good. As film soundtracks go, it's, it's spectacular. I'm just going to reel off a few films people should watch, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. From Dust Till Dawn. We need to lighten the mood. Yes, we do. Um, Aliens, Night of the Living Dead, It's a Wonderful Life. The Game. If you like. I like that film. Amelie. Yeah. Alien. If you must. Oh, Aliens are great That's film. a good film, yeah. Um, I like Blade 2. Oof. I'll put that out there on the internet now. I like Blade 2. Wow. I think think, uh, there there might be a problem there. Okay. And actually, my favourite film that freaked me out the most ever isn't the 70s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. What about that one where you cried? Well, Where the girl gets killed at the lake and... uh, Oh, that's um, Nick Roeg. She's wearing a red coat. Yeah, she is. It's Donald Sutherland. Terrible, yeah. Donald, yeah. What's it called? The baby or something? No, it's, baby. The, it's set in Venice. Yeah, well, I'm oh, sure fuck. people. Are yeah, yeah, people are shouting at us. Anyway, now. that one. Hang on. No, no, we, can't. we must move on. So, if you want to get in touch, which I'm sure now that you do, you hang can on. do I'm, so. Uh, no, hang on. It's uh, it's don't look now. Great film. Oh yes, of course. So, shall we move on to the handles? Yes. Oh, we should really do a, a film podcast as well. What do you mean? What do I mean? Because <laughs> um, we're going to run out of chilli stuff to talk about eventually. But we both love film, don't we? Well, we do, I suppose. What yeah. would you call a, a film podcast based on this <laughs> premise? <laughs> well, I suppose... Universe... <laughs> Spit out, man. Universally Pictures. Universally Pictures. <laughs> based on Universal Pictures, I presume. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't discuss that before. <laughs> okay, so that was Inside of Emptiness by John Frusciante, featuring yeah. Josh... Glingy Glinghoffer. Josh Clingy Clingy High Hat <coughs> Klinghoffer. Christ, oh, my I've God. Got He's got the hiccups now. Should we wrap this up then quickly? 
Oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm sure it'd be fine. I am Ben Townsend. Yes, you are. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for clarifying that. The website is bentownsendmusic.net. If you want to email in, it's bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. Yes. Sam, what's your Twitter handle? I am Sam Townsend at samtownsendmusic.dk. My email address is stacktownsend at yahoo.co.uk. Once again, please stop emailing me <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> you haven't done your um, I'm in a, in your pod Sam handle no which I'm about to do uh, I am on reddit I am RHC pod Sam universally RHCP pod Sam there you go thank you Ben and I am R- universally RHCP odd Sam I'm unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast yes and at universally RHCP that on Twitter, me on Twitter. Yes, please. On Twitter, I am at Stack Townsend. Please do send messages to Sam. Please do, Christ, because no one messages to... me. <laughs> ben gets them all. He's, I have to, I have he's to this him. guy. Honestly, he is snowed under. Yes, I am, and also I've got a busy day at work tomorrow. Oh, it, what Sunday? No, I'm off. Woo! Well, we're all off tomorrow. There's uh, spring break. Spring break. Right. Spring break. <laughs> Straight